Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an April 3rd, Monday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I am your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, provider for Associate Plus, Blazers Edge, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find a wide variety of shows covering the NBA, the NFL, college basketball, women's basketball, uh, the college championship just finished up. Uh, I was pulling for Gonzaga being uh from the northwest and uh was really hoping they, they'd pull through uh in this game especially after north carolina stuck it to my ducks on saturday thought gonzaga had a great shot was really bummed to see uh nigel williams goss roll an ankle down the stretch of the game uh ha- from happy valley by the way uh here uh close by uh North Carolina wins, though. Uh, They get back to the national championship game after losing last year in the craziest uh, finish that I've ever seen in a game. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, persistence pays off. Anyway, the Portland Trailblazers played today in the only game in the National Basketball Association as they normally take the championship Monday off, but for the second time in three years, the Blazers have a makeup game in the day that it is supposed to be uh, basically a, a, a holiday for the NBA. The Blazers go to Minnesota, and unfortunately for them and for their playoff hopes, they lose a game. Uh, that they that they really had a good chance to win. Damian Lillard uh, gets a great look at the end of this game to win the game with a, a pull-up mid-range jumper that he gets in rhythm, creates a little bit of separation on Ricky Rubio, uh, and it rolls in and out of the basket, just the iron unkind. And uh, that was the final play that kind of did the Blazers in. There was a lot of of other stuff that really hurt them in this game. They lose 110-109 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota with a 37-point third quarter, which I think really was the biggest difference in this game. Portland dominated in the second after uh, a a little bit of a slow start. Uh, Their starting lineup 
did not do as well against the Timberwolves as they did against the Phoenix Suns, which should not shock anyone, especially when you say it out loud. They The starters didn't play very well. The second unit really kicked it into gear. Aminu was awesome throughout the entire game. I thought the second unit uh, was really strong, even though C.J. McCollum didn't really shoot well either. Mo Harkless with another strong game. Uh, Portland playing small a lot and and basically playing uh, an eight-man rotation in this game uh, against a really big Minnesota team. I think people, when they think of the Timberwolves, the immediate thought is not, wow, they're so big. Because, I mean, you do think that when it comes to Carl Anthony Towns, but when you think of Ricky Rubio, uh, I think size is not necessarily the first thing that comes to mind. I think it's passing. I think it's uh, things like that. But he, he is really quite a big guy. Uh, he's, he's a big point guard. And so uh, to have that size with Wiggins, Brandon Rush, who's a, a, big, a big wing as well, and then they basically play two centers in Gorgie Deng and Carl Anthony Towns. So rather than size up with them and go with a lot of Vonley and Leonard together, Myers Leonard only played 12 minutes in this one. Stotts decided to go small uh, pretty much exclusively with uh, occasional sprinkles of Vonley at center, but a lot of uh, a lot of Aminu at center in this one. And I, you look at the rebounding totals in this game. Obviously, it was not good. Once again, the Blazers were out-rebounded 43-35, to uh, and it was mostly the damage was done on the defensive end of things. Uh, they were, again, below 70% on the defensive rebounding percentage, which is really, really bad. Uh, and that starting lineup was, was atrocious tonight. They really got manhandled uh, in, in the minutes that they did play together. Uh so after an, a good game against the Suns, they just really did not step up to the task uh, of uh, a bigger, more talented, more experienced front line, which is weird to say when you're considering that the centers are second and third year guys. But uh, when you're against the Phoenix Suns, I mean, I guess Alex Len was in there, but he's he's not very good. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Portland really lost a lot on the boards, but I will say they, uh, I thought the way that they did play when they were small, uh, it's the best thing they've got going. I I, I think if Aminu can continue to play like this, uh, you'd like to see him get more defensive rebounds, but uh, if Aminu can continue to give the energy that he's giving and really be a mismatch problem uh, for, for big guys, I think... Uh, Portland may have a chance to squeeze out one of these games here if they can get hot from three. They were okay from three tonight. Aminu was four of seven, which is obviously, you'll take that. Uh, and and Dame was three of 11 from three. CJ McCollum, who has annihilated the uh, Timberwolves this season. He had his career high earlier this year against Minnesota when he had 43 against them uh, on New Year's Day. So, and, and he's just killed them all season. He had 32 against them a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, it, it really has been uh, 
part of the package against Minnesota has been CJ dominating and he was five of 14 tonight. And some of those, a lot of those shots were just open looks that he normally makes that just didn't go in. Uh, there was one down the stretch, uh, in the final two minutes where, uh, you know, they get a, they get a second chance rebound, uh, and Aminu kicks it out after a missed shot to CJ and CJ misses it. If he makes that shot, they win the game. And, and, and there were a handful of those opportunities for, for CJ in this one. And I think it was just kind of uh, the the shooting percentages coming back down a little bit because he was so phenomenal in those games against Minnesota that I guess it was just a night where he was just going to be off. He was 5 of 14. He did get to the line. It wasn't as if he had an ineffective game. He was still a factor in the game. He had five rebounds, four assists, uh, but just not as phenomenal of a performance as they needed. And uh, they really got uh you know some nice performances from a lot of guys but uh on the offensive end but I, I just think defensively uh they weren't able to secure enough rebounds they weren't you know they they did enjoy a nice turnover margin they were plus six in turnovers uh which is uh really good for them and obviously probably a byproduct of Nurkic not being in the lineup because Nurkic as good as he has been and as all the other good things that he brings to the table, not to say that they're better without him. It's just one of the things that they're not going to do with him not playing a lot is they're not going to turn the ball over. Uh, and they only had five tonight. So uh, Portland can really be proud of that. But uh, Minnesota just, they kept playing, they kept playing, they stayed in it. They uh, played a lot more guys, even though uh, their starters played really, really big minutes and, they were just able to make enough plays late. I thought Towns, while Aminu at center was, I think, the right move with the team that they have right now. Uh, th- there were a couple times where Towns, it, it was a little too easy for Towns, but a couple of things that the Blazers did down the stretch, especially on the last possession uh, for Minnesota before the Lillard missed shot, was they 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 put Mo Harkless on Ricky Rubio and then they just switched the pick and roll with Harkless and Aminu so uh, you get one of the cleaners on uh, on Towns at the very least obviously Aminu would be the better option and there really is no great option on Carl Towns but uh, when they're going small maybe that's a, a solve they put Vonley on Towns quite a bit in this one uh, Vonley played 26 minutes I think Stotts really when looking at Minnesota said, you know, we're, we're not going to try and match up size with them with Von Ley in the middle with uh, Aminu, and, and we're just going to try and get uh, our best players on the court. So there was more Evan Turner in this one, lots of Crab, lots of Harkless, and Aminu, of course, and, and then Lillard and McCollum. So we had a lot of that small action. It almost worked. I mean, Portland was 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 a shot away from getting this win, but some of the concerns that I had uh, coming into this game after watching that much smaller team uh, in terms of style of play and personnel, uh, just because of who they have healthy right now, is is can they rebound the ball well enough, or can they make it up in enough areas where the size deficit and the rebounding deficit uh doesn't matter as much and 
uh, tonight they didn't shoot the ball well enough, in my opinion. You know, they shot 35%, which or 34%, excuse me, which is, uh, you know, they they can definitely shoot better than that. They're going to they're going to need to if they're going to win games consistently. Uh, or, or at least get enough wins to get into the playoffs, frankly. It's not even just consistency at this point. It's just can they get enough victories to uh, secure a playoff spot. And uh, right now the, the, the jury's still out and, and, and Denver uh, still has a chance. The Pelicans also theoretically have a chance as well. So, uh, I mean, it, it's a pretty wild scenarios for the Pelicans to get in there. Uh, but, but it is possible if Portland... Uh, wins their next game I do believe that that does eliminate the Pelicans because then uh, it would be impossible for Portland to get to 44 losses if they have 39 wins so the worst they could finish if they win their if they win a game is 39 and 43 and right now New Orleans is 33 and 44 so that's that math uh, and and right now, Portland is a game and a half up on Denver. I believe the magic number for that is still four, uh, just for Denver, not for New Orleans. I know that there is a, a scenario that I'm not going to go into uh, uh, that Eric Griffin from Blazers Edge went into. Uh, if you want to uh, check it out, uh, it's a really convoluted scenario that's very unlikely. So that's why I'm not going to waste your time with it. Anyway. Uh, but if you can find out about it, that's where you can find out about it. It was very helpful to know that. So thank you, Eric, for putting that together. Uh, so that's a, a little bit of a standing, du- standing to update. Portland is a game and a half up on Denver and New Orleans with, uh, still a, a chance, but, uh, Portland, it, it's going to be tough sledding still. I, I think the way Aminu played in this game, I thought was really positive, uh, he was active. I thought he was a problem for big guys. He used his quickness well, I thought, as a screener and as a roller. And also to space the court and shoot threes. It was, uh, I thought, a really nice brand of basketball, for sure. Uh, that is uh, something that I think is going to be fun to watch over these next couple of games. Is that the skill level on the court for the Blazers is going to be higher uh, on an average, well, not, you know, Nurkic is very skilled, but now without, you know, they have Myers Leonard in there and they're not going to play him a ton of minutes unless he, you know, has, has some bounce back games here, which he, he could have, but judging off of how they, they've played lately, you know, they really went with a lot of smaller lineups and, you know, that's just naturally going to uh, put more guys that can do different things on the court in terms of creating, in terms of uh, playmaking, screen and roll. So you're going to have guys like Harkless and Aminu setting ball screens that you would otherwise see big men doing. So uh, will those screens be as good? Maybe not, because uh, I think one of the things that we saw tonight was uh, Lillard down the stretch of this one tried to get a screen and roll, and I think it was from Aminu, and uh, I think it was Deng just kind of stepped through it and, and, and got around him because he's just 
Harkless is just not as wide. He's not as big of a body as a Von Ley, as a Nurkic. So uh, that could be one drawback is that maybe it's harder for guys like Lillard and McCollum uh, to get that that screen roll action. Uh, but at the same time, Portland has more creators. They can create more space, and those guys also have more room to work. And I think uh, at least part of the problem with McCollum tonight was he missed a bunch of shots that he normally makes. And Lillard didn't have a great game either, uh, but he, he, he made some plays late. Uh, just a tough game, but those guys are going to need to play better. I, th- this is going to have to be uh, a very, you know, if they want to make the playoffs, this is going to have to be a, a, a Golden State light uh, for for Portland. Uh, I know that uh, those these two teams are very different, but they're going to be playing super super small. Alfaruk Aminu is, uh, you know, not quite as big and imposing as Draymond Green, but he's going to be playing center. He can kind of step out from three. He's not the playmaker that Green is, but uh, it's just going to be a lot of three pointers and. Lillard and McCollum, though, are going to have to deliver. And uh, Portland almost made it to a win in this game without those guys having their normal types of games, at least from an efficiency standpoint. They were still effective, but uh, they need those two guys to 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 be a little bit more efficient. But uh, tonight was as close as you could get to uh, a game where uh, everybody else contributed. Noah Vonley had 12 points. Crab had 12 points. Uh, as I mentioned, Aminu had 20. Evan Turner had six points, four assists, four rebounds. Uh, and and Maurice Harkless was uh, really active on the glass. I thought a lot of the supporting guys played well. So uh, they just, I think, need that. They need that extra right now from from Lillard McCollum. They they're, they're going to need some big games, I think, to get them over the hump and into these playoffs because uh, without Nurkic, the weight is going to be even more on them. They were close. They, I think they carried it as well as they could tonight, but they just came up short uh, and, and, and missed the last shot. But I think uh, just judging off of the lack of rebounding that, that they're having right now, their lack of size, the way they're playing, they're going to be trying to get up and down the court and create shots and, and get open looks. And it's all going to start with the guys up front. And so if they can get going, I think it'll, it'll really uh, make it, make a big difference. And uh, I think everyone else will get going off of that. I think, I think they are where everything starts and tonight they just had a, a rough shooting night and this is going to be a really interesting stretch here because I, I'm not sure. uh, We'll see if this is going to work because can they get away with not really being a strong defensive rebounding team? Can they be active enough on the defensive end to force enough turnovers and keep that turnover margin low like they did tonight? I mean, they really, uh, other than rebounding well, which first of all, they didn't even rebound poorly. As I mentioned, the league worst rebound rate is about 74% and Portland was below 70 for the second straight game. So that's not just bad. That's, that's off the charts bad. And obviously it's a small sample size, but, but they need to not be as bad in that area. And I think, 
if they do that, they continue to attack and play the way that they've been playing, then I think uh, they'll they'll be in games and they'll they'll get a win here this week, uh, which is going to be tough because uh, Minnesota has size to exploit the lack of size that Portland is currently suffering from. And then Utah is just a playing a good team. They're just better than the Blazers. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be really tough sledding, I think. I, I, I thought that there, there were really great stretches for the Blazers in this game. Again, I like the style of play for the most part. If they can get some of the rebounding under control on the defensive glass, they've actually been pretty good on the offensive glass. And I know that I have been a proponent of getting better on the offensive glass for the entire season because it was major to their success last season. But they have to be better on the defensive end. This this defensive rebounding is, is really, really bad. So can they figure that out? Can they be can they do a better job of team rebounding in this upcoming game against Utah tomorrow night. Tough ask. Extremely tough ask because uh, the the Jazz are big. However, uh, if you can go small enough to kind of render Gobert uh, almost useless, uh, which some teams have been able to have had some success doing uh, in, in getting him out of the game, then then that's another thing. And I think that may have been the thinking for Terry Stotts tonight in going so small. And uh, ahead of that game tomorrow, uh, I think it was maybe maybe a little bit of a practice run for that group that uh, they're going to need to get a big game uh, to, to steal a win, really, in Utah. Uh, Utah themselves are in a standings battle of their own for home court in the Western Conference playoffs. They're currently fourth. They have a half-game lead over the L.A. Clippers for that 4-5 series uh, for, for home court, and they need that game. So uh, both teams are gonna head, are heading into this one needing to win, uh, which is not uh, something that happens a lot <laughs> at this point in the season. Uh, so, and, and it's going to happen twice this week with matchups against the Jazz. So Portland's going to get two cracks at the Jazz who need every game at this point to try and lock up home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. And Portland needs this game to uh, keep that lead in the standings uh, at at one and a half games provided Denver wins tomorrow. Because if Denver wins, then that, it, it shrinks to one. And if, if Portland loses, then it's, it's going to be down to a half game again. And we're going to be uh, right back where we were a week ago, which is, is pretty wild. Not quite, but it, it's going to be pretty darn close to where we were a week ago when the Blazers beat the Nuggets and it looked like uh, they were going to cruise to that eight seed. But now they could very well be right back into a battle with, with Denver down to the final day of the season. And also the Pelicans are, are, are still there. I'll keep saying it until they're officially eliminated. So that no one can say that I left out the poor Pelicans uh, down there in New Orleans. 
as I mentioned, the Blazers have a game against the Utah Jazz tomorrow. That's going to be a really tough one. Uh, another guy they need uh, something else from is, is Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard has to play better. This is like this, he has to play better. He went 12 minutes tonight, two rebounds, two assists, no points, uh, minus 10. The starting lineup, as I mentioned, did not play well today. And uh, this is a big opportunity for, for Myers Leonard. He's getting a chance to, to start in for a team that – uh, has playoff aspirations. That's pl- that is playing games that matter, and it was a tough outing for him in this game against Towns and against Dang. It doesn't get any easier uh, against the Jazz tomorrow uh, with Gobert in the middle. So that is, is is something that Portland is just going to have to adjust to, and and Myers Leonard is going to have to play better. He he just does. He's got him. He's got to. Uh, rebound a little bit better. He's got to provide that defensive rebounding uh, that that they need right now, and he is capable of that. He's capable of boxing out. He's capable of of helping the team in that regard, not just with his shooting, but uh, they need it right now. He's the only big dude they've got, and they've got two games this week against really big teams. Uh, I know that. Gobert is kind of the only big guy that plays a lot for Utah right now with without Derek Favors in there, but he's still a monster and, and, and Portland needs to to play with him. And and maybe it's 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 just they go small like they did tonight, but when they face Minnesota again, uh you know, they're not gonna be able to play that small lineup for the entire game. They they have to have good shifts from everybody. Uh, during this stretch without Nurkic because that's what it's going to take, I think, to kind of fill that void that he had, that he's left not being in the lineup. And, and Leonard Leonard has got to play better. He's got to do a little bit more than what he did in this game uh, in those 12 minutes. And so uh, Leonard's got to play better uh, down, this, down this stretch here. Uh, and I think... You just need big games from those from those two guys out front, and they can get them. They can they can they can do them pretty much every night. So uh, if they can get a couple of those uh, in this style with just a little bit of an improvement in rebounding, I'm not asking for uh, not asking for them to win the rebounding battle. Being such a small team, I just think they can close the gap a little bit on it. So we'll see if they can do that against a, a tough Utah Jazz team. That has uh, a lot of really talented players. They play small a lot, but uh, I think if they do, that will play into Portland's favor a little bit more uh, than than the matchup did tonight. Not to say that Minnesota is a better team than Utah, but uh, if Portland can not be at so much of a size disadvantage and and they can make up some of that rebounding battle, then they've got a chance, I think. So will they be able to rebound better? We'll see. Uh, Some news before we wrap up this one. It was not all a bad day for the Trailblazers. Terry Stotts was named the NBA Coach of the Month in the Western Conference for the month of March, and Damian Lillard won 
Western Conference Player of the Month for March as well. The Blazers had a league-best 13-3 and record in the month of March, which when you looked at it on the schedule, uh, a long way out, and it always is this way with the Blazers. March is always brutal, and uh, they were phenomenal. So uh, Terry Stotts and Damian Lillard both getting recognition for that phenomenal month that they had, uh, well-deserved. I, I tweeted uh, after Terry Stotts won Coach of the Month that you know it would be great if Damian Lillard could win player of the month but uh, you know here I am thinking you know not in this you know Curry has the Warriors on a 10 game win streak right now not to mention uh you have James Harden and then Russell Westbrook who is putting up a triple double every single night all those guys are on teams that are definitely going to make the playoffs and I thought it was very cool that in a season where you have a two-time MVP like Curry who has his team on the, you know, on a roll and then you have two guys putting up historic seasons that we've never seen before in Harden Westbrook that Lillard owned a month in the same conference as those guys. And uh it, it, it's funny. My friend uh Matt uh said said to me that Lillard is kind of like an anime character that he doesn't reach his final form until he gets the all-star snub. And it was kind of, you know, and I, I kind of agree with that. If you, it, it, he, he gets the snub and then it's after the all-star break. Uh, he sets it on a tear, but this was something different and uh, something, uh, you know, really re- remarkable. Like I said, in a season that's this historic, that Lillard had a month where he was uh just as good and recognized as better than them. So a uh, shout out to Damian Lillard for winning player of the month and Terry Stotts for uh, winning coach of the month. And uh, I think doing a good job of helping get use of Nurkic up to speed, helping pare down the playbook to very simple things that uh, they could do uh, when he didn't know the playbook and utilizing his strengths. So, and, and also utilizing the strengths of his roster uh, when they lost Mason Plumley and also had injuries to Ed Davis and, and Festus Azili as well. So, uh, well, I mean, Azili, that doesn't really count. But, you know, to Ed Davis and, and Myers Leonard, I mean, it does count. But it wasn't something that Stotts had to adjust to, I guess, because he was out for the entire season. But shout out to Dame Lillard and Terry Stotts for getting recognized by the NBA for a great month of March. And that is going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, uh, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Subscribe. Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. The Blazers fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. A last-second shot does not go for Damian Lillard. They lose 110-109 in Minnesota, but they have a chance to get one back against a very good Utah Jazz team tomorrow in Salt Lake City. So until next time when the Blazers face the Jazz.